There were 31 guys when this all started. Couple of weeks later, the bachelorette departed. Couple of nights later, Taisha walked through the door. She was looking like an angel. My jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> it was the greatest feeling ever. I felt like a new man. I can see it now. We can have a beautiful life. You're smart, sexy, and passionate, and I can see you as my wife. Tonight on Bachelor Party, it's a historic episode, and to break it all down, I am joined by one of my faves, one of your faves, Rachel Lindsay. Let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, And it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I think it's obvious there's only one guest to have for this episode this week. We got some big stuff to talk about. And to do it, I am joined by my ringer teammate, Rachel Lindsay. Hi, Rachel. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, good, I was live texting you my thoughts while watching this episode. So thanks for responding. (laughs) I want to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot went down. But honestly... Nothing as monumental and historic as everything that happened with Ivan in the first 30 minutes of this episode. I, I want right. to, I'm so dying to know what you think. Um, what was your initial reaction? When I saw that Ivan won the date, I was like, oh, Ivan. You know, like I, yeah. I haven't been impressed with Ivan to date. I, so I was like, oh. I just want to note, sorry to interrupt you. I mm-hmm. just want to note, I'd like to claim credit. Ivan pro Ivan since the bios. So I'm like, Oh, I was like, yes, some Ivan time. Great. Carry on. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're very good at this. I, I feel like I'm always having to like backtrack and say, okay, I was wrong about this, <laughs> but I was just like, mm, on that date, I, I'm a fan of Damar. So I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I felt I Damar too. won the date. Anyways, Ivan gets the date and I am so glad he did. My initial reaction was, wow, there's a lot of depth to Ivan. A lot. And it's, 
really big of him to open up and share what his family has gone through, what his brother has gone through. You could tell it's still really hard for him to talk about, but I loved that he related it to the times. He explained it. He went into detail about it. He specifically talked about how it affected him and how it's changed his outlook. That might've been one of the most powerful things he said. He admitted how he was wrong, how he used to view things and how since his brother has gone through what he's gone through and he's come out of it, he has totally changed his perception of how he views police or prison guards in this instance. And um, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I was blown away. I As Ivan, there's just like, there's so much here. First of all, I think we just need to state on The Bachelorette season 16, 18 years after the show started, Ivan Hall talked about how he was influenced by the death of George Floyd and police brutality and mm-hmm. the way that correctional officers act in the prison system. Mm-hmm. And like, that's incredible. Like mm-hmm. Ivan, thank you for bringing the conversation to the show. And I was just, um, so floored that this became the focal point of the first like 40 minutes of the show. I mean, without commercials, it was like the first 34 minutes. So that's like almost the first hour is, de- mm-hmm. is dedicated to Ivan. And yeah. I was excited for the show to be a little bit different this season. I definitely did not expect anyone to specifically reference George Floyd. And like, I just thought that this was like such a monumental historic moment. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we both cover the show. You've been on the show. It's a huge part of our professional lives. And for you, you met your husband on this show. So like, it's a huge deal for it to like, just be a part of an actually relevant conversation, let alone one of the most important national conversations is such a big deal. I mean, even Zach was like referencing like when it was in July. And I was like, even that is like kind of a big deal. They don't usually Mm -hmm. let the outside in that way. And I was just so, so floored. Um, it was like just really like refreshing. It's so cheesy, but it is, right? They had to. And I, I did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and I talked about how race has to be a part of the conversation in this. It, it should always be, especially yeah. with the elite of color or of contestants of color on the show. But it has to be for Tasha's season. One, she's a woman of color, but two, because of the times we're living in. And I would say it was the failure on the show if they don't recognize that. Yeah. Um, now, you know, a part of me is like, did the two people of color have to have the conversation? I'm yeah. hoping to see Tasha also have this conversation with white men because if she's seriously dating them and she thinks there could be a future, you got to have these conversations even more so with them to make sure that you're on the same page and you can be successful when you enter the real world, seeing how the world is right now. Uh, the world's always been like this, but we're just actually talking about it right now. It's true. Yeah. That's a great point. And like, as you say that, I'm just thinking about the conversation with Ben that we can talk more about in depth, but he's just like sitting there, like apologizing to her for disappointing her by like not trying to get more time together. And it's like, okay, one person here is talking about the the real world and like what his, what his life is like. And the other is like, just really focused on his minute counter, essentially. It's just and, like so stupid. And that's what I liked about the Ivan conversation. Cause in that moment I said, Ivan can challenge her in a way that none of these other men can and won't, yeah. you know, they're not challenging. They're not pushing Tasha. I mean, 
Ivan pushed Tasha to the point where she really, all she could do was cry. She had nothing yeah. else. She really didn't add to that conversation. So I think what I loved even more is that, and obviously the producers must've known all of this. They had Ivan leading this conversation because he could. It yeah. The right person to be able to basically speak to Bachelor Nation about George Floyd and do it in a way that it's personal. And he has real life experiences with what's happening and what needs to change in our society. So do you think he goes there on that date? Like being like, you hear the things I need to get off my chest? Or do you think that's more natural? Like, just how do you think that conversation comes together? Uh, okay. I, I can't remember exactly how it started, but I remember thinking when it started, wow, it didn't seem forced. It was like somebody made a comment mm-hmm. about something 2020 and it's been crazy or something like that. And it just naturally came out. I mean, from my experience on the show, I know that when you get to the nighttime portion, it's about telling something personal or vulnerable mm-hmm. because you don't know if you're going to have this opportunity to let them into who you are again. So I'm sure it was on the agenda, <laughs> but it presented itself, it seems, in a more organic way. I also just thought everything about his brother was so intense. Like, I think as a human, you know, who's like lived through the last six months, I, I think that if you're like a conscious human, like you have something to say, or hopefully about George Floyd and the movement for black lives. Like, you know, there's something to contribute. If you're on a date with someone and he tells you about your, his brother who's been incarcerated and his addiction problems, that's like really hard to know how to, how to navigate. And moreover for Ivan, like really hard to share. Like I, I was just like so impressed by how assured he was and how like just kind of like direct and forthright he was. It was it was like honestly so so shocking because there's so few people like this on in this franchise. I'm like I love Ivan. I was like so yeah. impressed. It, it was cute. He was like nervous to go into her room, but then he just seemed really comfortable. He's clearly a people person, right? Like uh, yeah, I mean, I again, I I changed my tune on Ivan this date. I loved it was the most normal date you've seen that date that they had leading up to the conversation, you know, like the floor is lava. It was like, it was cute. It was something that you, you know, watch movies, chill talk, like you would do in real life. It was a real life date. So I like that it's stripped away, you know, the, the grandiose dates that you see the, that yeah. the lead normally goes on. And it was like, Hey, this is what we would do in real life. So it was cute. There seemed to be an ease. They seemed very comfortable around one another. Um, he yeah. clearly was not into Claire. Like he clearly was just like, I wasn't into Claire, so I wasn't talking, but now I'm into Tasha, so I have a personality, which I also kind of respect. Yeah. He just like deuces on Claire. He was just like sitting it out. <laughs> but he doesn't have a personality in the group. He's like a one-on-one person. He seems But do we to know be. that? We haven't really seen him in the group. You're right. You're right. I'm assuming. We saw him talking right. to Brendan. And I, I just have a feeling that like the nice, the nice normal-ish guys like are just kind of boring in the group because the ones that she seems like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being biased because Brendan and Ivan are my favorites, but I'm just like, those guys are like, have depth. Really? Yeah, because they both have like great one-on-ones. Like these dudes have depth and the rest of them are just like fighting for airtime. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's a, there's a real difference to them. Even with like Ben, who like, I don't understand why we're like, focused on Ben. There's nothing there. Like, like there's, there's no there there. And we're getting so much of him. I'm, I'm certain he wins because, or she picks him, whatever, because 
Otherwise, I don't know why he's on TV so much. I'm just like, what has he done? What do we know I about think this he guy? He makes it far. I, I, full disclosure, we just, inter- I literally interviewed Ben today. Oh my God. How was it? I interviewed Ben today. He has a little bit more of a personality, mm-hmm. um, like on the podcast, but he also, <laughs> he's also very level headed. Oh, okay. Um, and he says all the right things. And I even said, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Ben. You sound like you're auditioning for The Bachelor. Oh, wow. You sound like you could be The Bachelor. And he took it as a compliment. And oh, I was God. being a little condescending. <laughs> you know, I pulled out, I pulled a, a card out of, you know, Bennett's playbook, a page out of Bennett's playbook. I was like, you're saying everything you're supposed to say. Yeah. That really may be who you are, but it's a little too perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I, I don't know how far he gets. I think he goes far. I don't think he wins the way you feel about Ben, the way you feel about why are we getting so much Ben? That's how I feel about Zach. Oh, I completely agree. Zach. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I texted this to you. I feel comfortable saying it. Zach freaks me out. I'm sorry. There's something about him. where I'm just like, I can't be around this guy. I don't, I don't know what it is, but he just has this energy that I just find like, that's a stay away for me. I, I'm just going to back up here. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why we're getting so much Zach either, but she's really okay. into like Zach and Ben have not done anything like at all. They have not done anything for television. They've not done anything for Tasha, but like breathe. Like, I don't know. Like, what do we know? I about guess it's guys? your type. I guess, I guess she's attracted to them. I will say in the next coming episode, you will see more of Ben. Okay. Okay. Good to know. It's a big hint. Noted. Noted. Um, so maybe you'll, t- your tune will change because like, I feel like he has more of a moment. Uh, actually, honestly, same with Zach. Okay. But well, I mean, having seen both episodes, my opinion is still the same on Zach. <laughs> <laughs> ben, I don't want to jump ahead too much. So we'll, we'll break down the episode in depth. Like after this overview, but I'll just say Ben at the end of the episode where he's wearing that blue blazer khakis, socks like he just looked like a college republican i was just like this dude <laughs> looks like he like went to like you know Young some college yeah some college in the midwest and he's just like a college republican no shots in the midwest which by the way went blue so this is not a commentary on people's politics it's just like that's just what he looked but like to me yeah he, it was like michael j fox and family ties or whatever it's like an old miss um every school especially in the south has a way that you come dressed to the tailgate that's how the men dress at Ole Miss. I, I'm not. I'm not here for it. it wasn't wasn't for me. Ben is just really confusing. Right, let's just talk about Ben. I've got some questions. Okay. How do you end up going to the Leeds room and arranging for a snack to come as well? Because I was just having a lot of questions about how this transpired with Ben. It seemed like he was being helped, obviously, by producers. Obviously, he couldn't call room service on his own. But like. What what happens there? Does he go to the producer and say like, "Hey, I need more time with Tasha," or vice versa? Um, I I honestly don't know. It could have worked either way, but usually, for Ben to go one way and Ed to go another, it also lets me know that Tasha has probably expressed her interest in Ben. Right, and as she told Ben, she was upset that he didn't step up. She probably said that to her producer. 
So it was more of an opportunity that could present itself. And listen, they got to get creative down there in La Quinta. Oh my God. I'm so sick of La Quinta. So sick. I was like, how do they get music instruments here too? I'm just like so confused about what production does and doesn't do. Like, it seems like they, like I've been corrected. I was like, they definitely went to a school with all those desks last week, but now many people are just like, no, you're insane. But like bringing in desks and musical instruments just seems like a huge waste of time. Like, what do they need those those props for? They got like they got to get creative. I mean, kudos to them for getting creative. I was there four days and I was ready to get out. I can't even imagine being the bachelorette in that world. I am Claire. Twelve days. I would have been like, I'm not playing this game, Brian. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> brief Claire interlude there's a viral TikTok going around that like some woman told the story how she saw Dale and Claire on the street and she couldn't remember Claire's name um, but she just knew <laughs> Claire Dale's didn't like name. that no Claire did not like that in this video oh she's gosh. just like Claire's like pissed it's this woman named Morgan who tells the story I think they're in San Diego or something but uh it's pretty funny I don't know check it out <laughs> um and so back to the Ed and Ben thing do you think that happened on the same night or was that creative editing Ooh, I, having been at La Quinta, it's definitely big enough for it to happen the same night. Uh, I think it happened the same night, probably just at different times. Right. And then obviously the producers knew they were sending Ed to Chris Harrison's room because yeah. he was ready for it, had the cameras there, had the wine. Just yeah. so funny. Was friendly you, in a good how, mood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> how do you feel about Chris's performance this season? He, we've gotten a lot of him. I said to Chris, I interviewed him last week and I said to him, I go, you know, Bachelor Party does this thing where they count the minutes that you're on the episode. And I said, you're killing it. I too mean, many, like too many minutes for us to count the season. <laughs> right? And I go, I have no idea what they're going to do. You're on it a lot. I, I think it's, we, we don't see a lot of Chris, which is why, you know, you have your segment. I think it's nice to see him involved. The guys, it's a running joke that the men have such a guy crush on Chris Harrison. Do they? Like, yes, which is why it was funny when Ed walks up into his room and he's like, well, forget Tasha. I've hit the jackpot because I'm in <laughs> here with Chris. He's Tasha who in that moment, you know, like a guy who was really into Tasha would have been like, you know, I'm going to take a sip with you. This is polite to do, but I got to go get Tasha. He was like, I'm chilling with Chris. I can't wait to get back and tell the guys in the house this. That was That's his really funny. Yeah. That's really funny because I, 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 the guys, do the, do the women also end up feeling like some kind of like relationship, like some kind of paternalistic thing? Or is it just the men who want to be him? Just the men who want to be him. The women That's don't so feel that way at all. That's so funny. I always feel like Ben Hayens kind of like wants to be Chris Harrison. And not just because they say there's rumors about like Ben taking over the hosting. By the way, Wells is clearly in pole position if someone's going to be taken over. I'm just, that's just what, what I saw last week on, on the episode. You know? They love, they love Wells. They love, I thought they he was good. Favorites. Rolling with the punches. Oh, he was, he was great at that. Um, yeah, he did a good job. Really good. Um, Let's talk about some of the beats of the episode. Where do you stand on Bennett? We got a lot of Bennett this week and let's start with the music date. I mean, I've been a Bennett defender, but he kind of lost me this week. I am obsessed with Bennett. <laughs> Bennett, Bennett is a housewife. And oh I say God. that as a compliment. <laughs> he has all the characteristics that make him excellent TV. He's attractive. He's Sorry. smart. He's witty. Rich. He's rich. He's condescending. But in like the right way, 
everything about Bennett works. Anytime he's on the screen, I'm like, okay, what's Bennett going to do? I mean, I'm, I'm truly into this season because of Bennett on higher learning. We are pro Bennett. He can do no wrong. And, and here's the thing is the men can't keep up with him. I know. That's what he I is think. like clearly, he's clearly smarter than most of them. He's Although I, this is another thing. This is probably the smartest group of guys I've ever had between yeah. Ivan, Joe and Bennett alone. I mean, this is like the, like probably the combined IQ of many previous yeah. seasons. But Bennett, I think the, what the beauty of Bennett is they try to, they obviously they, they painted him as this rich guy from Harvard but who would have known that he's funny and he's got this personality where he's just one of the boys and takes digs at people. And I think that's the surprise in Bennett that I love. There are a lot of smart guys, but Bennett also has like this great, funny personality. And when I say they can't keep up with him, I mean, in wit. Oh yeah, in totally. Wits, in wit. you know? yeah. He, he has the best one liners like this. Like he's been carrying the season in a lot of ways, no, like not, not 100%. completely, but like he's just provide, provided that humor and that levity and push things forward. He mm-hmm. also clearly is having fun, right? Like I'm sure he knows he's not going to win, but he seems like he's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I agree with you completely. He, he what, knows what he's doing. Everything is calculated. What was his vibe when you interviewed him? Like, does he seem like he's going for bachelor? Is he just going along with the ride? No. Oh, you know, honestly, he was a little stiff on the podcast when we mm. had him. Um, so I don't know if we like caught him like maybe, maybe everything he said is planned and premeditated. I'm not quite sure. He was a little stiff. I was a little underwhelmed, but it didn't deter me from Bennett because I'm still a fan. I don't know what I'm going to do when he's no longer with us. I'll definitely be having a ceremony, reading an obituary, (laughs) um, (laughs) having conducting services, maybe taking a week off. Let's get him on higher learning, Rachel. Yeah, that's that's definitely in the works. Van will disarm him. It'll be great. I I'll can't Van's wait. Loves you think I'm t- speaking highly of Bennett? Let Van get Van has insta stalked him. He's, <laughs> he's like Bennett's mom is down with Black Lives Matter movement. He's like Bennett knows outcasts. I'm like, why do you know these things? Van is obsessed too. Um, well, he's an Atlanta guy. He's got to know outcasts. If you're from Atlanta and you're like not. I feel you up on outcast. Just like, what's the point move? You know, you got to claim a different state. I wonder if Andy Dorfman is, uh, an outcast an AT alien. Oh my God. If she's not, well, she just started her, a new company this week, I believe called Andorfans, a running company. What's the bachelorette scene like in LA these days? There's you, there's Caitlin who just won dancing with the stars. Congratulations to her. There's Andy. There's Hannah Brown. Claire's I think like in and out of LA. Are you guys all Becca, Becca? Obviously. Are you guys all hanging out? What's the deal? Here and there. I mean, actually, right now, Becca's actually having a watch party. You know, oh. so she so she invites people over. I live very close to Andy, so Andy and I will get together. Caitlin is so ready to get out of here and go back home. But yeah, really? we do. Yeah. We actually all went out to eat recently. It was me, Andy, Becca, Natasha, Whitney. Love and Natasha Christina. around here. And my sister was there too. Yes. Yeah, so and I want Natasha to stay here. I love her. Me too. Natasha's definitely my current bachelor nation girl crush and great podcast guest. Shout out to Natasha. She seems, yeah, she seems really awesome. Have, haven't met her, but hope to one day. Um, so you guys hang out. That's cool. I mean, now two bachelorettes in a run in a row, one dancing with the stars. Are you going to go on it? You don't have time. You're so busy. People keep asking. It's funny. I'm doing interviews for dancing with the stars for extra. And they're asking me in the interview room, Rachel, are you going to do it? And I'm like, 
if you see me doing it, I'm dancing for a house. Okay. I'm trying to get that down payment <laughs> on a home. I'm trying to get work out. I just, I just don't know if that's my lane and I love to dance, but they work their asses off. And I know it seems really hard. Yeah. It's not glamorous. And I just don't know if I um, physically can handle that with everything else that's going on. I don't think you have time for it. I know your schedule. It's really busy. Yeah, I don't, I I don't, I don't even know how I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups. All right. It's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So you're still in on Bennett. I was just like, this is a few too many Harvard mentions for me, but I think most of them were producer prompts when he was like, no, sure. I never took music classes at Harvard. Just like a yeah. few too many. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, but they're, it's like grown ass man was said too much. You uh, know, like so when the, when the bachelor finds something, they just overdo it. It's overdo like overkill for sure. Big, big, big time. I thought it was pretty embarrassing that Kenny didn't win this music challenge as he manages boy bands. Like he's in the music industry. And I thought it was pretty embarrassing, but I can't, I couldn't have been happier for Kenny to go home after he kept referring to Tasha as just T. It's just like, there's two, there's two problems with that. First of all, (laughs) I just, I despise when people jump to a nickname, but like before you really know each other, like my name is Juliet. A lot of people call me Jules. I think it's very sweet when people like make the leap from Juliet to Jules. But like I notice, and if you do it too soon, I, I notice that as well. Like I think it's just, it can be super weird. And I'm just like, Kenny, it's not your time. It's not, you can't call her tea yet. You haven't earned it. You've barely had any time alone with her. I, I'm the total opposite. <laughs> when, when people jump to Rach, I definitely notice, but I'm like, oh, they feel comfortable enough to call me Rach. That's- yeah, it's very sweet, but you also like, if it's like the third day of knowing you and like you've not spent any time alone, it's kind of weird. I think that's so funny. Now that's that's forever going to be in my head. I <laughs> I like Kenny because once again, it's about personalities and people 
like doing something with the show to make it interesting. And Kenny is always direct. He's always popping off and saying something. We can count on him to almost stir the pot in a bit. We saw him do it a lot towards the end of Claire. Yeah. So I like Kenny. He's very sarcastic. You can tell he's not really taking this as serious as one should. But to answer your question, or to, to comment to what you said about being disappointed in him not being able to sing, I like some manage, some people manage, and some people have the talent. And he clearly knows his lane. It's true. That's true. Also, he was previously, I think, um, in porn or in Playgirl, one or the other. I'm so glad we could talk about this because they won't let me talk about this on the other podcast, the Bachelor podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. He was not in porn. I don't know about that. He was a nude model. Nude model. There he we go. He was a nude model. Um, definitely learned about this from Danny Pellegrino's podcast. And so then I looked it up. So with one quick Google search, yes, of you Kenny see all Bachelorette Kenny. nude, <laughs> bam, full frontal. <laughs> I mean, he's a very nice body. I'm like, like he shouldn't. And Handsome this is guy. a shaming thing because I know how people. Like, no, the man has a beautiful body. Yeah. He's clearly confident enough to show it off, to be photographed, to hold a cock while his cock is out. Ooh. I haven't seen He's that one. A rooster. He's holding a rooster. That's funny. All right. I got out. But you I mean, know what? I'll be searching after, not on my work computer. And he obviously knew this was going to attract attention because he's going on a national show. So yeah. I, I mean, kudos to him for being confident enough in who he is and his sure. body to not, to not care about it. But yeah, nude model. Cause he, oh, he told this was on Bachelor Happy Hour. He says that um, he was like, well, Rachel, I actually modeled with the guy from your season. Which one? Yeah, I know one of the guys. And I go, who? And he's like, Peter K. And I go, is he oh a nude God. model too? Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, I don't know about that. They I mean, kind of look alike. And they're both from the Midwest, like in right, the same area. Quite naturally, that's the next question. Well, is he a nude model? I didn't know I could that. totally see that. Totally see that oh, happening. Oh no, knowing Peter, I, I can't see him doing that. Interesting. Wow. We should uh, on a fall on a subsequent podcast do a ranking of bachelorette contestants most likely to be a nude model after Kenny, of course. Love it. <laughs> we can do a definitive top ten list Love coming it. to you sometime early in twenty twenty one. Also, from the first group date, I just felt like Demar totally got robbed. He had a great performance. Like so good. Demar seems really fun. Demar makes me hope, and I don't know what the plans are. I mentioned this to someone else, but makes me really hope that paradise is coming right after Matt's season. Like film Mm. that right away. That's a bubble already. And then like, let's get some of these guys in the rotation right away. And some of the women that will be on Matt's season too. I can't believe Matt's season so soon, by the way, I'm just not emotionally prepared. I know. And we're getting all these promos, which I feel bad for Tasha because when her season ends, I think it ends. And two weeks later, Matt's is starting. Normally you have five months before one start ends and the next one starts. So I feel bad because especially because it's the first black bachelor, there's going to be so much attention that's on him and those women. And yeah, I just, the same way we don't really talk about Claire anymore. I'm afraid that's going to happen to, to Tasha. And it's unfair, honestly, to both Claire and Tasha. So, well, we're six weeks out for Matt's season. It's like six weeks as of it's yesterday. Crazy. I know it is crazy. And yeah, Tasha's it's just like the whole cycle is going to move on really quickly. But I actually think Claire is still getting a lot of attention. I almost feel bad. I feel like I mention her still every week and I'm just like, let's just focus on Tasha. Why do I have to bring up Claire now? Claire's season was unpredictable. Some people long for that type of format. So maybe not Claire, but that type of format as opposed yeah. to 
the traditional format. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think also without the travel, it's just kind of boring. You're just like, oh, there's Celta La Quinta. They're just like That's true. hanging out by the pool. Like all looks the same every week. And, and it does. And it's, it's funny. Cause like on the challenge, like when they're always in the same location, it just has a different like feeling to it. They, they um, kind of lean into the down moments where like you catch them eating or like without makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. The bachelor doesn't really do that. Cause it has never had to before. And so right. the down moments are just like weird. It's just like weird seeing the guys hanging out by the same pool all the time. It's just like, you guys yeah. must be bored. I'm bored seeing this. <laughs> it's just like stupid. <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever guys. Um, but yeah, I thought the the whole music thing was just kind of like strange. But I I was again really glad that Ivan won. One thing I also want to note about Ivan, I don't know if you noticed this, but the shirt he was wearing for the date before the evening, it was like this like oatmeal colored ribbed, short sleeved like knit shirt of some kind, mm-hmm. and it was like so nineties R and B. It was absolutely hilarious. I I really you think loved. He put it. it on for the date. <laughs> to match the vibe. I, not, I saw him wearing it on his Instagram and on a different oh, time. So, so it's just one of his favorite shirts, obviously. Okay. But it's just like, it's like a, an all for one album cover from like 1997. I'm just like <laughs> ready for him to like bust out with like some beautiful tunes. But uh, he did a great job. That, in addition to him ushering in like a huge moment in the history of the show, I also just wanted to say like, shout out to whoever cleaned the room after that date because those feathers were fucking everywhere. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And yeah, that was the biggest vat of ice cream I've ever seen. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't have worked for me. Super weird. I, mean, I also I like how they like pretend that there's like room service. Like, yes, there's food services on the premises because you're in yes. a hotel, but like, it's not really food. I mean, they're not calling room service They're calling a producer and they pick up that phone. Um, probably so. I'll say I never saw food like that when I was there. <laughs> It was, it was COVID meals packaged up, left at your door, and they run away. Oh like you could, God. nobody was even there. To, there were no tables being pushed in. It was. Oh my great. God. So it's, that's really funny. Sounds it's like an <laughs> NBA bubble. Um, exactly. I also thought that that date was just edited really weirdly. They were in a couple different locations. And at one point, Ivan, when she like makes them do the floors lava thing, which was like kind of cute, I guess. I'm not really a games person. Like I like to do puzzles and like, perhaps like some like mind game, like, you know, like, like uh crosswords and word games or whatever. But uh, I'm not really into like board games or twister or the floor is lava, but that was cute. Whatever. I thought it but, was cute because it took it back. Like they were like yeah. two little kids. Yes. And also like that TV show was just on recently, like on Netflix. That was a big thing during what show spring floor is lava. That's a show. Oh my God. <laughs> Where have you been? Floor is lava is a Netflix show, which is like, basically like wipeout but it's called floors lava it's on netflix it was really popular in like may and june never heard it oh my god you don't, I don't i don't know what you're being served on your netflix algorithm but that's what i got you know what i'm watching on netflix right now i'm watching gray's anatomy you know i'm oh catching up on gray or starting epi- gray's what episode are you in like 10 on the first season isn't it good i don't want to disappoint you you don't like it. It's it's good because I can binge it, but I'm not like wowed. Yeah. Season you know? season two is when it gets really good and they kind of turn the sex up a little bit. Okay. My biggest wow moment was when McDreamy was married. I was like, whoa, wow. I knew. Oh, he so was you're you're in the beginning of season two, I think. No, no, no. I'm season one still. Oh. 
Um, well, his wife shows up. I'll just tell you that. McDreamy is so hot and it just gets hotter and hotter. And um, I've talked a lot about my love for Grey's Anatomy recently on this podcast. I just, I fucking love it. But like, you have so many episodes ahead. Like, you could be watching Grey's Anatomy in your downtime for like the next two years. There's literally like over 350 episodes currently available. So don't tell me. I'll quit. Don't tell me that. I'll have to stop. I'm already overwhelmed. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, the floor is lava thing. He was like, oh, I wish we hadn't done this right after we drank so much wine. So I was actually wondering if the conversation where they're holding wine sitting on the outdoor couch was how uh, they started and they gradually moved in. And because it got too heavy. And so they don't. Or I, or I don't know, like it just it doesn't really make sense if you're on a date that you go from living room to bedroom to outside, like usually it goes outside to living room to bedroom and you stay there <laughs> like just on a, on a date that's successful. I know it's the bachelor, but still like that was just strange to me, but there's just, just such obvious editing lines this season for whatever reason, I guess, because, because of the hotel, it's like easier to tell when there are weird cuts, but, um, I just feel like I'm noticing it way more than I do in previous seasons. And I, I've been calling it out, out a lot, not because I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. But I just think it's kind of weird. Hmm. I didn't notice that. I'm not good at pay- catching the editing on things. I also like to apologize if my crunch of chewing is being picked up by this podcast. I'm hungry. Y'all it's been a long day. We're and podcasting I just well after dark here. And that's I like when things them. get loopy and weird and like, just go yeah. with it with us. I just needed a quick snack, a little pick me up so I can give it to y'all. All good. <laughs> all good. Um, let's talk about the other group date, which was with Becca and Sydney, Sydney, mm-hmm. another friend of the pod, Becca, a friend of yours and co-host of yours. I thought that was fun. However, the fact that like they couldn't actually see everything up close was super strange. But then, but wait, didn't you see at one point where they panned out they, and the guys were right there. I can't yeah, they remember like that far. Yeah. I was like, okay, they pan out. And I'm like, okay, they're right there. Why do they have binoculars? Yeah. The binoculars <laughs> <are so laughs> like, okay, we, we, we now see the setup, this is, but apparently I learned that there was um like a, another part of the competition. There was waxing and I guess Ooh. they didn't air that. Why? I don't know. You have Interesting. To get your body parts waxed or something like that. Huh. Okay. And I thought they the, didn't air mm-hmm. the eating of the gross smoothies. Once again, I was confused. I was like, why is production like bringing in gross ingredients to go into these smoothies? Or, like, is that even real? Yeah, that's the thing. Who knows if it was real? You know, they were just writing things down on. Yeah. Like, I bet, I bet they weren't. I bet they was just like, okay. Cause on, on Survivor and again, the challenge, they do like gross eating shit all the time and they mm-hmm. show you that shit. They're like, look at this disgusting elephant testicle that someone's about to eat, like shit like that. And like, no, if, you, that if you're wasn't. doing that crap, you, you show it to people. These smoothies look normal. They look, they look delicious. <laughs> they look delicious. <laughs> A California green juice. We're all familiar with that. <laughs> It all, it all looks great. It all looks great. Um, I also just like, I, I thought that the orgasm sounds was also like, that was what pushed me over the edge with Kenny calling her tea because I believe he was like incorporating calling her tea into his fake orgasm. And I was just like, I didn't catch that. I believe so. And I just felt like that was bizarre. I didn't realize that both of the men had to do it yeah. until Blake did it. And then when Blake started doing it, I was like, okay, what's I hate Blake. Every- I just despise Blake. Okay. You want to talk about creepy. Yeah. You say that for Zach. 
It's Blake. Blake Everything is creepy. And they're and he probably isn't like that in real life, but the way they're editing him and playing into it, it's weird. Blake is ending the streak of me liking every Canadian I've ever come across. Like now it's over. <laughs> There's always an exception to the rule. It's true. You know, I mean? you know? <laughs> maybe Blake. he's the one. <laughs> it's it's definitely like also like he should have left. He was really into Claire. We know he's not into Tasha. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know why he's still here. For the clout, baby. Um, we've put <laughs> it off as long as possible. Let's talk about Noah, who I am not a fan of. Noah told Tasha that the guys are questioning her motives and that she might not be intentional with what she's doing. And um, I would just say, I did not like that Bennett was like the mouthpiece of yelling at Noah, though I also think that I too would not want to have to spend time with this 25-year-old who doesn't know what he's doing. I recently found out he's 25. So that's a big issue, but also says a lot. Yeah. He's young. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's very young, but he does know what he's doing because when he went back to Tasha, he let me know he's a master manipulator. Mm. He took that and made it seem like they were talking about Tasha when they weren't. And it worked out better than he thought it would. I know. He was like, I'm not sure what I just did, but um, yeah. <laughs> I also was having this conversation with Nick, Nick Vile, and he was kind of talking about, and gosh, I hope I'm not taking away from his podcast. Um, <laughs> he's gonna were you it. on it? No, 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 no. But we were oh. just, just like chatting. And cool. um, he was saying that they're, they're continuing to give the bachelorettes these moments where they tell the men off or like yell at the men. And I didn't even notice that that's happening, but it is. We saw it with Hannah. Cause he was like, did you do that on your season? I'm like, no, I just yelled at Demario. But he's like, yeah. I don't like this pattern. It seems like there's this thing, like the, a man would not do that to a group of women. Why are they doing this thing where they, these women need to have what seems like, and I felt like this with Tasha, like kind of like a little bit of a forced power girl. Yeah. Moment. Like a weird, like empowerment, like girl power kind of thing. I was like, was it that serious to walk up in there and do all that? I remember I wanted to do that on my season and they were like, actually, no. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I think with Tasha, it was just a way of facilitating getting to a rose ceremony. Honestly, I was just like getting out of one. Let's get to it. Like there, she just clearly didn't want to have to talk to a few of these guys and the, my biggest problem with the Tasha portion of this season is there's not enough eliminating of people. There's like when someone's like, can you believe there's still 16 guys left? I was like, no, I, I cannot. Know. That's way too many guys. We're, I, I understand we had Claire first, but we are now in week seven. There's not a lot of time left. Like not at all. let's, let's keep it moving. And so I thought that was part of it, but that's an interesting point about like trying to like foe empower these women. I, I think that I, one of my main takeaways of this season of the La Quinta is there's so much more opportunity for for people to have sex that they want to. Like if Tasha wanted to just have sex with these dudes, she could do it mm-hmm. much more easily than than it seems like. And um, I, I know you might, you might know one of my theories is that Dale and Claire had sex and we didn't see it on the show I or they didn't allude so. to it. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I so. But I, I'm just like that's what actually would be empowering if they were just like you know people can sleep over more freely because that's that's like that's I think thing. they would. But the bleed would have to be okay with it. And they'd have to at least show the person, you know, like going into the room, like they're not going to let that go. And I'm not like, I'm not like advocating for promiscuity or like having a ton of sex if you don't want to, but it just seems like it would be so much easier. Like Ivan's already in your hotel suite. Like just stay. 
Yeah. And if it's a really, live. if it's mm-hmm. a really good date, why do you want to leave? Or like Ben, you, you got there at 2 a.m. Just stay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like disappointed for Tasha. She's not getting more. I don't even know if she would go there, but no, but I understand what you're saying. It's a really good point. I probably would have done it. I always was trying to sneak yeah. at people. If a guy <laughs> comes over to my house and it's like after 1030, I'm just like, you think you're leaving? Like we're here. Like what? Well, I don't understand. Exactly. So it's just like very weird to me that it's like more chaste than ever, especially when the bachelorette is like hotter than ever. You know right. what I mean? Not right. that it's always one-to-one, but I just feel like I don't understand. I just don't I get, get it. You. I get you. I'm just I'm just advocating for a liberated woman here. That's all. <laughs> Without these fake like telling people off, I will say um, with that scene, I didn't feel like Tasha's heart was really in it. I, I feel like she was just like giving a speech because she was told to. Yeah, it was like I mean, even the men were like, "Whoa, what is that?" And I mean, I understood her being upset, but you're right. Now that you have said it was her way of getting out of it, I'm like. You're right. Again, she's, we've got to add things into these episodes yeah. because they're at the La Quinta. Yeah. It's like just super boring. And mm-hmm. and as we've already said, like Ben and Zach, I don't have a lot to say about them. I don't know why I'm getting so much of them. Ivan, I love, but it was like fairly one-sided and how miraculous that conversation was. That's actually why I think her and Brendan are like the best match yet because they really like met each other on the same level. Whereas I just feel like, Ivan elevated the discourse for all of us. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of like almost like an extra bachelorette moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like really exciting, but I don't know if it means that they're going to have like a long lasting relationship and, yeah, and like Bennett is almost like his own thing. And then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So it's just like very like disjointed, like it's not unpleasant, but just a very disjointed. I agree. Narrative. Whereas like with, with Hannah, it was very much like all interplayed because also like the three guys hated Luke so much but Hannah's season feels like literally different lifetime I was a different person you know like we were all different people (laughs) different people back then (laughs) you only had one job at the time um the the guys who went home this week were Joe our poor one out for Joe I'm gonna try really hard to get him on this pod I've already asked I'm fingers crossed from Dr. Joe Chasen like hope to never hear from him again yeah like what bye have Bye. you seen his TikTok that's going around? No, what is it? I don't know what the song is, but he like it, he shows himself pressing play. He's like wearing an apron or something. He's standing back. He's looking dumb, and he's he's got like this stupid look on his face. Sorry, he does. And he's like rocking a baby. What? And I think he does like two moves, and then he just like turns it off. And I'm like, you published that? Like you thought this? Other people need to see this. This is good content. Let me share this. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. And then Kenny, he's out. He's back to nude modeling, perhaps with Peter Krause and Jordan, who we haven't heard from literally in weeks. Jordan? Oh yeah, Jordan. I said who the last time. Yes, Jordan. (laughs) He literally just has not been on the show since Taysha arrived, basically. He was part of the Claire storyline, not Taysha. So I think we'll miss Joe from that group, but like he's too good for this show. Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed we didn't see more of Joe, uh, especially when we caught bits of his personality. Like on he's going to have a good thing. second life. Uh, I can tell people. First of all, the internet loves him. Second yeah. of all, he's clearly very funny. Third of all, he's a doctor, very accomplished. I mean, you know, shout out to him. And I feel like we'll get more of him, but I just don't want him to get sucked into paradise. I want him to like be cool, Doctor Joe. Hmm, I, I like want more. It. I want more for him. We'll see where he goes. You're right. People love him. 
People do. I'm try- I asked weeks ago to have him on this pod. So fingers crossed. Help me out, people. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks for having me. Always fun. Always, Always fun. Um, I'm, free. I'll be back. I'm free here. <laughs> <laughs> no B-side this week. So we'll be back next Tuesday. Have a great holiday and check out Rachel on Higher Learning for more Bachelor takes. And also Rachel's dad, who did not make it onto The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. But hey, he is on her podcast. So check that out. Thanks again for listening. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.